0: worth deleting the app for.
1: The Datable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that The Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, U.S.U., former dating coach turned dating sociologist. you also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik as we explore this crazy datable world. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. As we are wrapping up our off-season with these bonus episodes... It means we're ramping up for season 13, which means we're ramping up for another season of digging into the why, why, whys of people's behavior. But in conjunction with that, we give you actionable takeaways once you figure out why people do the things they do and say the things that they say.
0: So it's basically the why, why, why and the how, how, how. (laughs) Just rolls off
1: your tongue, right? It just (laughs) sounds like a great school song. The why, why, why and the how, how, how. It
0: definitely should be an episode of Schoolhouse Rocks i could picture it now me like too with all the animated this is modern dating
1: with a peach and an eggplant yeah the peach is like the why 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 and the eggplant's like the how how how
0: you and i have a dream to create a peach and eggplant animated series it'll blow up Maybe we'll just have like puppets that could be like our makeshift so <laughs> we do it we can like record together you could be the peach i could be the eggplant or i'm open to switching too if you want to do the other. Yeah, I'm
1: open-minded. I can I can always... <laughs> I'm not attached to either I'm one. <laughs> I'm very fluid.
0: I'm very fluid. Hey, one day I can be the peach, one day you can you be the eggplant. You never know employer. what you're feeling
1: like. Yeah, some days exactly. I feel all around and someday, some days I feel hard. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just so we can just,
0: but they should have a consistent voice and tone. That would be really funny if people could just like envision this now with our voices. I guess people don't see our faces anyways, so it's not that different.
1: I do think it's a great idea.
0: We can make a children's book. The opportunities are endless. Yes. Parents <laughs> would hate us, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just thinking all the parents listening right now, <laughs> they're probably like, how do I pre-order on Amazon? <laughs>
1: You don't have to have the birds and the bees conversation with your kids anymore. We'll
0: do it for you. Yeah.
1: So that's what we're going to quit this podcast to do. We're starting a a sex ed company (laughs) starring the peach and the eggplant.
0: We can keep the podcast. It could be a spinoff. We could do both. A
1: spinoff. Yes. Once your kids learn about the birds and the bees, turn them to our podcast where we can talk about anal beads.
2: It's a
0: it's a it's a full funnel, full a, funnel distribution,
1: full dysfunctional funnel we
0: will get you in that marketing funnel. Don't you worry. You're getting dateable now, and then once you have kids, you're ready for this book. It's going to all work out.
1: You know, it's not a bad idea because I'm not a parent. I can't speak for parents, but I would want to think you would want your kids to ask you all the stupid questions as early as possible. So don't you want your kids coming to you being like, mommy, what's a dildo? Or what's (laughs) Foda? Daddy, do you go to sex parties? Like when they're five, (laughs) so that you don't have to answer those questions when they're 18, it gets a little embarrassing. When they're young, you're just like, yeah. Yeah, they're ignorant. So just have them get all the questions out of the way.
0: I saw on TikTok, you know, where I get the source of all truth. You mean CNN? CNN for Julie. There was like, somehow I got into like one of those like get rich quick hacks type TikTok channels. And there was one all about children's books. Creating them and putting them on Amazon because the the effort is actually quite low if it's just a counting book. But I don't think anyone's going to be in this niche, so we could totally own the adult children's content niche. Is that adult made it up? Children.
1: <laughs> inappropriate adult children's books that need adult supervision to read
0: yes rated r children's books that's an oxymoron
1: or it's it's got hidden messages for the adults that the kids might yeah. not pick up on
0: it's like spongebob
1: right <laughs> ish. The Simpsons-ish, you know?
0: My parents never let me watch The Simpsons.
1: Because yeah, it's extremely raunchy and inappropriate. But you yet, would have never picked up on that when you were a kid, I don't think. Yet,
0: my mom let me watch 90210. Oh. And I never understood why, but then I re-watched it all with my old roommate at one point. And it starts off super wholesome. So I think she got, when I started, she's like, this is a nice wholesome show. And then like season two it gets raunchy. It switches real fast. People were fucking a lot in Beverly Hills 90210. That was not okay for a child to watch. And my my parents are definitely not like the type that would be okay with that.
1: Well, they probably need to, to write a wholesome first season yeah. just to sell the show. Exactly. And once they get you hooked, they're going to fuck you right. up. It's the same thing with the energy drinks. You know, they get you in with that wholesome packaging. <laughs> this will help you study better. But once you're hooked, you're like, oh, where's my Four loco? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were talking about Four Loco this weekend, actually, um, back in San Francisco after being on the East Coast. So it was fun to do that. And one of UA and I's good friends was visiting, and she's going to be actually seeing UA this week. So I got her first on her tour. And we went out and we were talking about Four Loco, came up, and she had no idea what we were talking about. And we were all so baffled that she didn't know what Four Loco was. And then we realized she had been a abroad in Switzerland when it was the craze. Oh, I see.
1: Oh, she missed the boat on that. <laughs> yeah. Came and went so fast.
0: It did. It was like illegal, right, by the
1: end? Well, people, kids were dying from it because were. it's a combination of alcohol and caffeine and probably just <laughs> bad influence of everybody else around you. But it that came and went really, really fast. A uh, funny story for you, Julie. So I was at a wedding this weekend. I don't know if you saw my Instagram message. Oh, I did.
0: (laughs) I did. I asked you all about it because that wedding looked insane.
1: I went to a really awesome wedding and we had a friend there who was a guest on our podcast. (laughs) I will not mention their name. She was
0: anonymous. She was anonymous.
1: Yes. But it was really funny at one point in the wedding, uh, this man who was a guest at the wedding went up to her and said, do you recognize me? And she's like, I don't. What's your name? And He (laughs) said, this is my name. This is where I'm from. And she's like, sorry, I have no idea. How do I know you? And he's like, we went on a date. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I go on so many dates. I really do not recognize you. And he's like, not only did we go on a date, but you also called me right after the date and set me up with your roommate, whom oh I dated for a little bit. And she's like, sorry. I still, still have, have no
0: idea.
1: <laughs> How does that happen? Julie, do you do you think you would remember everybody that you've gone on a physical in-person date with?
0: I think I would face-wise. Name-wise, maybe different. Name-wise, no. That being said, <laughs> I definitely have not remembered people that I meet a lot. This happens to me. But someone that I sat and talked to for a solid hour, I think I would remember. Yeah. But I wouldn't put it past me not to. <laughs> so I don't want to say for sure. <laughs> also,
1: especially if you introduce them to your roommate, who also went on a few dates with them. I feel like that would be very memorable.
0: You know, there's some people I'm trying. I just I don't know why I thought of one random person came to mind, but I can't visualize them at all. So I wonder mm. if I did run into someone, if it would trigger for me. I've definitely seen people on the street or at coffee shops before and i recognized that i went on a date with them it took me a little bit to under to place them of where i knew them from but mm-hmm. eventually i did it has to be in the
1: right context that i totally understand yeah. like especially the dates you've been on where it's just quick one and done drink kind yeah, of thing yeah 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 those might be harder to remember
0: how t- how far are we talking back when did they go on a date because if it was 5 years plus i might not for sure I think it was three plus years ago. Okay. I guess it just depends the quantity of dates you're going on. It probably depends on just how good your memory is. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think you would? I I think I would hope
1: that I remember <laughs> everybody that I've been on dates with, but I haven't been tested either. So yeah. there could be a chance. I'm thinking of this one guy I went on a date with that lasted maybe like 40 minutes I don't remember his name. I think I would recognize his face, but it would have to be in the right right context. So, yes, I kind of get that. Maybe at a wedding, I would be... uh it'll be a little out of context for me.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about this actually this weekend with our friend in town. She was reminiscing about this party that she basically got blacklisted from because of me. And you were there with me. (laughs) You were there with me, UA. You might remember this. I absolutely remember this. It's a Blue Angels party, which Mm is for Fleet Week. It's you know, questionable, but it's promoting the military. But they have an air show, basically, for anyone that isn't in SF. Do they do that in other cities? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So other people might know it. But what happens in San Francisco it becomes this big event that people have people over to their rooftops and mm-hmm. watch the air show. And it's a party. And this guy invited my friend to his house. <laughs> yeah. And then she invited me. And this was a Facebook event. But there were f- probably... At least a hundred people on there. At least. It might have even been more. So I invited Yue. I invited a few (laughs) of our other friends. And we all came. We brought drinks with us. We didn't eat any of their food. All we did really is occupy a tiny spot of their roof. But this guy got so upset by it. And he got kind of mad at my friend, which I did feel bad about because it was her friend. I didn't know him. So I was trying to smooth it over at the end. And I went over to him and I I said, (laughs) I I was like, it was so nice to meet you. Thanks for having us over. And he looked at me and he said, I have met you about like a hundred times are you fucking kidding me like (laughs) he was so insulted I just made it 20 times worse by saying that at the end and I looked at him and I had no idea who he was I don't recall meeting (laughs) him once
1: yeah so needless to say we were never invited back
0: (laughs) oh no she was saying that she was like we walked by his house which is why it came up and she said she's She's like, that guy will never invite me back to anything. Well, also,
1: do you remember I invited someone, too?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just going to make a comment. If you put a public Facebook invite with over 50 people, you got to imagine that people are going to invite people, especially on the day of the year that people are looking and proactively trying to find a rooftop. Make it private. Make it 30 people max. Set the expectations. Make sure that I've
1: gotten so many party invites that say explicitly, please do not invite anybody else. This is a closed party or our guest list is maxed out. But don't. Yeah, I agree. Set the right expectations. And yeah, we probably shouldn't make all these assumptions either. But whatever. We had a good time.
0: (laughs) Expectations. That is the most important thing in general. And And in relationships. (laughs) Yes. Good transition to this week's topic, this is going to be a good one. We're super excited to re-air this episode that we did with the Coffee Meets Bagel podcast, Save the Date with Dawoon King. One of the reasons why we love this is because it answers all the questions that so many of you ask all the time in the Facebook group. How do I take conversations that happen on dating apps and turn them into IRL actually meeting that person. It seems like such a foreign concept for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, the online to offline is something that all these dating apps are trying to help out with as well, right? Because if you think about it, once you take the conversation offline, they can no longer track, but they can track the point of when a conversation is able to go offline. Mm -hmm. And I think with a lot of these dating apps, what they end up seeing are these texting black holes of conversation, conversation, activity, activity, and then absolutely fucking nothing. And we've all experienced that. So When we talk about dating intentionally, if your intention is to meet someone offline or meet them online and then take it offline, then we should figure out ways and steps to get people to meet you offline.
0: And I feel, we've said this before, not everyone in the world, in the dating world, listens to this podcast. They should. They should. But they don't. So all of you listening right now have a huge leg up on, Mm. essentially, I don't like to call it competition, but it kind of is in a way, right? Like other people on the apps. I remember my boyfriend saying that he was... He thought I was able to move it offline so well compared to other people that weren't making those, I guess, indicators that they wanted to do that. And that doesn't mean that you have to make all the moves and plan the dates and do all that piece. But just showing interest goes such a long way and it makes the other person (laughs) excited to, you know, pursue it.
1: It's a very... The Western culture is very much about conversation. And so we are all very good at conversation. I think that's why a lot of you go on great first dates or good enough first dates. But our culture is not very good at moving things along. I'm sure you've all been on Zoom calls at your companies where <laughs> you just dwell on the same topic over and over. And you hear a lot of this. I just want to reiterate. I just oh want my to repeat. God, yes. Let me just say this again. And we do the same thing with dating. We love to hear ourselves talk talk. We love the art of conversation, but we don't know how to move things along. So if you are able to do it, you are going to be able to apply that skill in every aspect of your life.
0: Mm -hmm. I think actually the dating world we're in now even gives more opportunities to move it forward, even if you want to take it slow. I think moving from Dating app to text to a phone call to a video call actually feels like progression. Mm. So I remember I was talking to one of my best friends and she was saying that she's back in school right now. She has limited time and she was talking to this guy and she said, I might not see him till two weeks from now. By mm-hmm. then the connection's going to die. What I said to her is like, There's ways you can keep it moving or feeling like it's moving, not to mention, since you have limited time, you may as well screen really well to see if this is who you want to spend your Saturday night with, considering you don't have all the time in the world. But they were able to do a phone call that Mm. broke it up. And then it didn't seem like it was two weeks. It felt like it was moving along and making progress. Progress is key.
1: Progress is absolutely the answer to everything when it comes to early dating. And I live by this rule. I, I live by the 1% rule. Every day, if you can make 1% progress in your conversation, in your relationship, in your conversations that you've had online, etc., then at least you can move Move everything along just 1% at a time. And 1% Mm -hmm. could mean different things to different people. But to me, a 1% could be like, I reached out with a text message just to ask what if you're free on Saturday, or I asked a question that helped me get to know you better. Just 1%, Mm -hmm. people. It's not that hard.
0: And this really directly relates to the question that we're going to address right now, because I think one of the biggest challenges when things don't go anywhere is that it becomes burnout. People want to see results. That's when they stay motivated to keep using apps, to keep along the journey, because the reality is there's going to be people that flake. There's going to be dates that aren't the right fit. That's just part of the course. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much self-work you've done. That's going mm-hmm. to happen regardless. So it's really up to you of how do I stay motivated? Be knowing that that person is out there to keep going. So I think we should talk about the question we got cuz I think this is super relevant to, you know, all of this.
1: <laughs> the question is I am tired from online dating. Should I take an online dating sabbatical where I delete all my apps? I'm seriously experiencing burnout, and I'm not sure if that's the best way to handle burnout. Yeah, well, that's a lot of people have uh, deleted their apps over and over again. I wish I could see that stat. The average number of uninstalls from a person's phone in a given year, I would guess two plus, (laughs) because I've (laughs) definitely done that when I was single. Burnout, like... Julie you you definitely said it exactly how we've experienced it with all, all of our listeners and the daters we've talked to burnout comes from the dating trauma the micro dating mm-hmm. traumas that we experience uh, through online dating when we don't utilize the technology to our benefit when we end up being the victims of technology so I don't personally believe uninstalling apps is going to solve your problems. No. Uh, Just like if you're having a problem dating in your city and you go on vacation for a week, that's not going to solve all your problems either. I do think... Burnout is a mindset. So, if you can reshift your mindset and think, how can I approach this a little bit differently? I personally think online dating could be approached like entertainment. I've given this piece of advice before carve out one day a week for two mm. hours where you make it an event, and those are the only two hours you can be online dating, and make it this thing. Like if you're going to carve out two hours to watch Netflix, you can carve out two hours a, a week to do online dating, to swipe and to message. And that way, it's It's something for you to look forward to and not something that's always on demand for you to get burnt out from.
0: I love Sunday as the day because there's one, first of all, there are stats that the most activity happens on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So if you have that as your devoted day, there's a better chance that you're going to get a response to your message if that's when other people are on there too. And I think also, what are you doing Sunday evening? You're usually just watching Netflix, regrouping for the week ahead. Wouldn't that week ahead be so much better if you had a date lined up? I think so. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I think it does break my heart a little bit every time when I hear people getting so frustrated that they uninstall the apps. Because I truly believe that you just don't know who is the next swipe away. Mm-hmm. And it seems so unfortunate to me that you would let, you know, some person that didn't respond or you had a bad experience with there are going to be those assholes on the apps like we can't control that it's again it's not the app it's human nature there's assholes at bars there's wonderful people at bars or anywhere in life at the park anywhere so it's the same difference and I think if the the biggest barrier I think to finding that person is to letting these other people get in your way
1: And we relinquish our control so much to these apps, and that's when we have the victim mentality because we are blaming things that are out of our control. We cannot control how other people interact with the apps, but at least you can establish your ground rules and expectations, Mm -hmm. like what we talked about earlier with setting the right expectations. What if in your bio you say, I only check this Sunday nights? Yeah. Right? And then people will play by your rules. Then they are more more willing to be on board with the guidelines that you've set because, oh, this person hasn't responded back because they only check on Sundays. So I'm going to make sure that on Sunday when I get his or her attention that we have a great conversation.
0: Yep. How hot would it be if you saw someone's profile said what you just said? I only check this on Sundays, but they say something along the lines of, I am really serious of meeting my person. Yes. I I think dating apps are a good avenue, but I also want to balance it with the rest of my life and being present in other areas. I love that. Let's message on a Sunday. I love that because I think you don't want someone that's surgically attached to apps either and is just always trying to find the next best thing out there. You want someone, you know, that's using them as an avenue, but also has balance in other areas.
1: Yeah. So that's great. You can establish I am not a toilet swiper. I'm not a yeah. Starbucks line swiper. <laughs> I am a Sunday night, 8 to Sunday 10 Sunday swiper. Swiper.
0: <laughs> Sunday swiper. I love that. Who wants to be a Sunday swiper?
1: I do. I do. Uh, that. I really like that. Establishing guidelines and taking control. You're getting burnout because you let yourself get burnt out. But you can... Mm-hmm. You can control this. The app is not the one that's burning you out as you are doing it
0: to yourself. I think that uninstall just feels so extreme to me. (laughs) It's it's like those people that are, I'm going to take a social media sabbatical. I made a video to tell you all that I'm going (laughs) off social media. Why is that necessary? Just don't check it as much. Oh, those drive me
1: nuts. (laughs) Because who's
0: who's keeping track? No one. No one.
1: Julie, I just put that in my calendar. You'll be back in two months, great. I just put that on right, my calendar. Right. Julie back from her social media sabbatical in two I, months. Those,
0: those get under my skin. If me I ever... Too. Sorry, that might be a deal breaker for me for anyone i <laughs> MIT. <laughs> me, too, me
1: too. It is so extreme and it's, it feels like a cry for help, n- not in the right way. No. Uh, also, those people who um, uh, I've actually done this, so I'm guilty when I break up with someone or like I'm ending something with someone, I delete their number. But then oh, months yes. later, if I get an uh, like an unknown number calling me or texting me, and then I start going crazy because I'm like, oh, my God, is it that guy yes! that I did? <laughs> And then I go back to all my messages, like trying to find his phone number to mess Match it up. It's so crazy. Don't just don't, you don't need to be that dramatic. Life does not need to be that dramatic.
0: Right. I mean, the only flip side I'd say is sometimes with the example you just gave, I feel like sometimes it's unnecessary, so you don't feel tempted. So that being said, I still think people should try the scale back approach first. But if you really feel like apps are messing with your psyche, maybe that's when more drastic measure is taken. But getting in the cycle of back again, off again, like that is just top toxic to yourself. That's the only person that's really toxic to. So I think if you're really at the breaking point that this is not good for me, that's a different situation. But don't go reinstall it in two weeks.
1: That's it. That's it. Hope that answers your question for anybody who's experiencing dating app burnout right now, which we've heard through the grapevine that there's it's many of you right now. (laughs) It's normal. It's normal. This is part of dating and you can either be part of the group that's burning out or you can be part of the group that's empowered and taking control.
0: You know, I think this, I hate the word normal, but I also love the word normal at the same time. I have a love-hate relationship with the word normal. I don't like defining anything as normal because I don't think there's one standard, but we've heard by so many people say that this podcast helps them feel like what they're going through is normal. And I do like it in that sense that it does make you not feel like there's something wrong with you. So that's my little one minute rant about, 30 second rant, not even a minute on normal
1: <laughs> At least what we can provide for people is to let you know that you're not alone in yes, any of this. Yes, Anytime you yes. feel like, oh, I must be the only one going through this or why is this happening to me? Just know, just so you know, there are millions of other people who are going through the same thing. So, you know, let's just let's just make sure that we all know that we're not going. We're not alone in everything mm-hmm. that we're going through. What else has been going on? I feel like we we had a hot girl summer for like a hot minute. And now we're back, and I feel that people are kind of reverting back to the initial confusion state of dating again, of am I, do I feel safe to go out to date? Do I mm. feel safe to going out to the bars to date? I don't know if you're sensing that, Julie. I'm, I'm sensing that here in LA. I mm. feel like people are a little bit more cautious now, and they're stepping back a little bit, but back into confusion land.
0: I haven't noticed it with my friends that are still actively dating or people that i've talked to maybe i think san francisco is one of the fewer is a smaller city first of all i think it was the first city that reached herd immunity mm-hmm. so maybe the feeling isn't as drastic i know la put the mass mandate first yep. and san francisco did after to follow suit i don't know i haven't noticed it as much though here
1: hmm Okay. We would love to hear from all of you. I, we want to hear from you regardless, but there are a couple things. One <laughs> is, do you think you recognize everyone that you've been on dates with? Uh, we'd love to hear that. Can Just, you do a poll,
0: You, I, I want to do polls. a poll. Yes. I'm going to do <laughs> a poll.
1: And I'm going to, the more I think about it, Julie, the more I'm leaning towards, I probably wouldn't recognize some I'm of the people. I'm thinking that yeah, too. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was judging my friend so hard, and now I feel bad for judging her because I think I. Could possibly be in the same boat, so I'm going to put up a poll on Instagram, and the second uh, poll, where I guess I we just want to hear feedback. Do you feel like you're reverting back to the initial stages of confusion of dating again after COVID? Mm-hmm. And we're we'll just chat with us in general. DM us on Instagram. We are pretty active on there. We um we are very we are very Instagram active, so mm-hmm. we love hearing from all of you there.
0: Yes. And another announcement, we are actually changing the structure a bit of the sounding board. And this is a great way to get all these questions that you have answered. We are going to be changing to a one tier system. Right now we have three tiers. There's going to be one tier in the upcoming months. I think we're going to start this in September. So we're kind of giving a last call out now because the rates will be going up as well. So if you want to get in now, you will be locked at the mid-tier rates. That is the rate, the one that you would join. Or if you want to be at the upper tier, we will grandfather in those people as well. If you are at the $8 tier, you will get an opportunity to upgrade, but that one will be phased out a bit. And what we're doing, I think why we're pivoting is virtual events have been amazing. But everyone is dying to get back out into the real world. Mm -hmm. And now when this is happening, a lot of dating questions are coming up. And in our upper tier, we offered coffee chats. And we've had amazing results with the people that have done that. It has transformed the way they view dating, the way they view themselves, the way they view potential partners. We've seen noticeable shifts in the couple, like the, when did we launch Sounding Board? And it was October, uh, November. Mm-hmm. So since November, some of them have been with us and we've noticed huge shifts from them. So we're hoping to bring this to even more people at an affordable price point. So instead of doing our virtual monthly events, we are going to be doing essentially office hours. I hate using the word office hours, but essentially drop it, that you could ask your questions to you A and I and we can kind of walk you through where you're going. We we piloted this last month on the events and the people that came gave us such great feedback that this helped them significantly in their dating and relationships journey that they're on right this minute. So really exciting next evolution of the sounding board. I think that's a great way to put it. Sounding board 2.0, where we're (laughs) going with this. So wanted to put this out as a call out though. So if you want to get in at the $18 a month rate, and again, you can cancel at any time. If you're finding like your situation has changed or it's not the right fit, you can do it in a year in advance at a discount, but you do not have to. So go to datablepodcast.com slash sounding board, lock in that rates before we increase the rates in September.
1: Yes, yes. This is always going to be so exciting because you you all knew that we were going to keep iterating on this concept and we really want to elevate the community aspect of it all. So this is going to be that next level of community community building mm-hmm. and for us to get to know you all a little bit better too. So with that, any other announcements? I think
0: that's it. I think that's it. Just last call out. You can always join our public free group love in the time of corona as well that is the place to be so hopefully we'll see all the straggler listeners that have not made their way over yet yes i think that's it let's let's hear it from our sponsors this week I
1: feel like there are a lot of questions around CBD and what it can do for you. So I want to clear it up right now. CBD is natural, it's safe, and it's effective. Recently, I was introduced to a CBD brand called Feels, which is a premium product that helps you keep your head clear and help you feel your best. I find it effective for two of my major pain points. One is a lack of focus, and two is low quality of sleep. Feels offers a guide that helps with dosage for specific goals. So I just take a little bit to help me focus during the day, and I take double the dosage to help me sleep better at night. Since using Feels, I definitely feel a lot less anxiety. And if you're new to CBD, they offer a free CBD hotline to help guide you through the discovery process. And their hassle-free membership program offers a money-back guarantee if you don't start feeling your best. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash dateable, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S.com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash dateable. First month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today.
0: Okay, so shall we turn it over to Dawoon in our interview? Let's go.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Save the Date, your dating survival guide from Coffee Meets Bagel. I'm Dalun, your host and CMB's Chief Dating Officer. Each episode, I bring a dating expert to explore what it takes to go on better dates and ultimately find a great relationship. Today, I'm so excited to have two dating coaches turned dating sociologists, Yue Xu and Julie Krafczyk with me today to help us go on better dates you and julie are the host of dateable one of the top podcasts about dating love and sex you and julie welcome thanks well, for having thank us
0: Dawoon. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you so much we're so yeah, excited to be here
2: <laughs> i'm really excited that you guys are here and so for today's episode i thought it would be awesome if we could help our daters become better and moving from dating apps to meeting in real life, because we're dating in the time of COVID and in time of COVID, I'm not saying this because I'm a founder of Coffee Meets Bagel, but really <laughs> <laughs> dating apps are like the safest and the most mm-hmm. convenient way to be able to meet people. Like not the only way, actually, uh, the only safe safest way to actually meet people. So it's going to be very impactful for all of our dating lives if we can get better at you know moving from dating apps to meeting in real life, which I know a lot of us find it tricky. So I'm really excited to actually talk about that. Us too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first let's quickly address some daters' concern about dating around COVID. Like I know. Some of the CMB daters that I speak to, they are like, okay, you know what? I decided to completely stop dating because I feel like I can't meet anyone right now because of COVID. It's too hard. So why date right now? And, you know, I heard from your podcast, you guys mentioning that actually you think right now is a great time to find love. Why do you think that is?
1: Now it's the perfect time. When people think about dating, it doesn't have to be IRL. In fact, having an emotional connection over text, over video, over the phone is just as important as having that IRL connection. So we think- a place like CMB is the perfect place for a relationship to blossom, to develop, and then you can take it offline and have it go to the next level. So now it's the perfect time because we're all on our phones. We're all online. We can all be on the apps and we can spend more time talking to other people on dating apps instead of doing the Mm -hmm. whole swipe culture of who's next, who's next, who's next. We can spend more time on each person and give the time, Everyone deserves to really find if they are compatible with each other.
0: And I think also people have seen how important relationships are and family and love and what really matters during this time. So I right. think there, while there are people, you know, like we always we swear on your podcast? Is that allowed? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So we always, people always ask that too on ours. And we're like, you just never know the etiquette. But like, we always say that like COVID has kind of destroyed fuckboys because like, it's like the people that just want to get some are having a hard time. But it's also risen up the people that are serious about relationships. Because like what UA was saying, a lot of this is doing the pre-calls. like Even if you meet up, Mm -hmm. we're finding that a lot of daters in our network, they are doing at least one video call or phone Mm -hmm. call, if not Mm -hmm. multiple, before taking that next step. So it's a really good way to weed out the people that are unwilling to even do that with you also. Right.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. And by the way, we're all about showing up authentically. That's what I tell my CMB daters all the time. So please, if, if swearing is your thing, go
0: ahead.
2: yeah, <laughs> pretty authentic people, to us. People <laughs> love
0: the word "fuck boys," so we gotta throw that in at least once in a per episode. Very right? authentic
1: to us.
2: <laughs> yeah, what you're observing is very, very consistent to what we're also finding on our platform. We since COVID, because people's attitude about dating, you know, we figure that it's changing constantly and it's everything so new for us. Mm -hmm. We've been doing regular survey to find out what is the, how are people dating right now? And we're also seeing that people are becoming a lot more thoughtful about who they're meeting. Like 70% of CMB daters say that they're being more open and honest with their matches. Mm -hmm. 61% of CMB daters that they, pandemic has made them reflect more about what they're looking for Mm -hmm. in a partner. And more than 90% of our Coffee Meets Bagel uh, daters are saying that they're looking for long-term relationship on CMB, which is the highest. We've always focused on long-term relationship, but this is the highest we've ever had. So I definitely think if you are one of those people Mm -hmm. who are looking for something long-term, this this really is a great time to be dating because more and more people are coming, you know, like thinking the same way. So that's really great.
1: I think it's also important to note that this is what people are reporting. So you know, I think it it shows that people are coming to terms of what they're looking for. This is their time to dig deep and be like, oh, you know what? I am looking for a long-term
2: relationship. (laughs) So they're
1: actually admitting that in a survey you're sending out. That's a huge step.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that maybe because of the rise of the swiping culture and I think there was an element like, oh, it's not cool to say like, I'm looking for a long-term relationship, you know, but- you know, like love and connection and belonging—it's it's such a fundamental human need. Who doesn't want that, right? Right. And so, I think it's really great that now we're actually like accepting the fact that that's what I want and be able to vocalize mm-hmm. it very loudly.
0: I mean, I've been actively dating um, in the last couple months, and using CMB actually, I have a up—virtual date oh, lined <laughs> oh, oh, up this oh, weekend from CMB. So, yay. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> but one of the things that I personally have experienced, and I know other. Have too is that there is like an excitement to meet up with people again. Mm-hmm. Like, I think before COVID days, like, I know I was guilty of this. Like, I would put people in my phone, I wouldn't even save their contact info because <laughs> I was like, I may never see this person again, you right. know, like, you're essentially walking into a blind date. And I think now, like, I think you've at least had a phone call, at least had a video call, like, at a minimum. And I think there is, like, this vetting that's happening. Like you Mm. said, I'm definitely not, like, rushing to meet every last person. So if I can't hold a basic conversation with them, like, on the phone, that's a really great way to know that, like, this is not worth kind of taking that risk for. So like all the dates, like even though, even if the date wasn't like fireworks in person, I think all of the dates I've been on have been actually really great. Like Mm -hmm. in the sense that I've enjoyed the company of the person, I felt relatively safe with them because I asked a lot about their like COVID behaviors and also like, you know, just was taking the precautions on the date. But Mm -hmm. I think it's like made people excited to meet people again, which Mm -hmm. Is definitely a
2: positive. That's really awesome. Um, So then let's actually, you know, help our daters do more of that. So mastering (laughs) the art of going from apps to IRL Mm -hmm. right now is really key. So what are some things daters can start doing from today to really be better at this? It's not as easy as like one would think. No, definitely not that easy. (laughs) I think there's
1: certain, I wouldn't call them rules, but you have to give yourself some guidelines when it comes to online dating. You can't fall into what we call the texting black hole where you just keep Mm -hmm. saying, hey, how's your day? How's your week going? (laughs) How's everything going? And you're, at the end of it, you're like, "It's we've been chatting for four months and we haven't even met. So I think setting up these guardrails for yourself and saying our rule usually is, once you've learned three things about the other person, it's time mm-hmm. to take it offline. Once mm-hmm. you've learned three substantial facts about that person, you can say, okay, now it's my time. Who cares who initiates? Let's just throw the gender roles and all of that out the door. If you are ready to take it to the next level, you learned enough about them, make that initial move. Are you willing? Are you open to meeting up in real life? I really enjoyed our conversation. I think I would love to get to know you better in person. So let's talk about if we can move this to in real life.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point that UA said about like things carrying on for longer and longer virtually, because mm-hmm. I would say that might be one of the drawbacks to this time. Like mm-hmm. I personally experienced it. I know many people that have too. that like you almost get like attached to someone that you've never met. Like I I spent some time in Boston over the holidays. So I was like virtually dating people here in San Francisco. And there was like you almost felt like you knew the person, but you never met. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that buildup can actually not work out. So I think it's a fine line of Getting to know the person enough that you feel safe meeting, but Mm. also not going like extensive times. And I think it depends on the situation. Like if we're in a period, I know we come in and out of more like strict times versus not. But even just saying like, are you open to doing a video call? Are you open to doing a phone call? Like anything that's progressing it, like if you find that someone's just not willing to do any of that, then that's a sign too. Right.
2: So would you say right now, I I like the idea of like keeping the texting short because you can't, texting Mm -hmm. can drag, you know, I text and the 24 hours are there texting the 48 hours I'm texting like that. It just like any fire that was there just dies. And so I like the recommendation of like, okay, stick to like these three things that you might want to find out about this person. And then like, move it forward. And whether it's since we're in COVID right now, whether it's phone call or video call, or, you know, if you had enough conversation about safety and whatever meeting in person, like it doesn't matter, just move it forward, like get it outside of like the texting channel is what I'm hearing you recommend.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, I think you can learn only so much from texting and like we always say, too, it's like you can only learn so much from profiles. Dating apps are meant as an intro, as you probably know. And right. we are both like very pro dating apps because I know personally I've met people that I would never have actually come in contact with if it wasn't for the dating app mm-hmm. and had relationships with those people. But at the end of the day, a profile is only going to tell you so much. So the the faster you can move to some sort of conversation, the more info you'll get. And you'll be able to see if like this is someone that's worth meeting.
2: I have a specific question on like the art of texting. So, so you know, I connect it. I'm like, okay, hey, how are you? I don't know. Like, what do I say? And without sounding it like an interview, like, hey, I want to know three things about you, right? Without sounding so formal, because what makes dating fun is this, like aspect of playfulness and, you know, things like that. But I think some of us actually don't really know how to bring that side of the us, you know, text conversation to even like, find out in a playful way a little bit more about this person. So how do we do that? That's a very good question. And my answer to you, some people may not love this,
1: but you have to be honest. If you're just not a good texter, say that. You can text that. Just be authentically who you are. If you say something along the lines of, Honestly, I'm really bad at this texting thing. I I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't want to, you know, I don't know if I'm overstepping or whatever. Can we take it? It is so
2: adorable. And
0: just
1: (laughs) be honest, right? I think a lot of times people want to say, What's the magic word I should be using or what's a phrase that will get her to text me back? There is no magic out there. You have to just be authentically who you are. And if you're just not a very good texter, admit that to the person you're texting Mm. and then you can move on to a platform that would enable for your authenticity to come out. Mm. I think
0: what we also say, too, is like if you think about what we call the date view, like the really bad <laughs> like date where it feels like you're just getting peppered with questions. If you could get some of that stuff out in the initial conversation, like from the dating mm. app, instead of spending like the, you know, like the preserved time on either the phone calls or the dates or all of that, like. It could be as simple as just being like, oh, I see that you're from Boston. Like, where did you grow up? Like, anything that you can pull out of the profile is a good way to, like, start the conversation. And then you can also see, like, are they asking you questions back? Like, how is this conversation volleyballing back and forth? Like, is it a dead end? I agree with you. Like asking it so, like, what are three things about you? I had someone the other day <laughs> ask me what my five-year plan was, and I'm like, I what? don't know. Yes. Yes. yes, and I was like, no. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I no. don't even know what my five-year oh. plan is. It was. It felt like I was on a job interview. It's like Yeah, I was like, this is not a fit. But yeah. Um, so I do agree. It's like the playfulness, but I think like the beginning, like through the app. I don't think you need to worry about being super witty or super playful. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be the basics. I think really what this is doing is establishing some rapport. I know, especially as women, and I don't want to speak for all women, but I know a lot of women do agree with this. It's a little aggressive if someone messages you on a dating app and they're like, do you want to do a video call? Or, like, do mm-hmm. you want to meet up? Like, without saying anything else, like, mm. I'm always like, uh, ah, like, I... I haven't even talked to you like I know nothing about you. So I think even just getting the real basics out of the way, it makes it feel like you've had some conversation. So then when you take it to video or phone, then you can just be a little more like natural.
2: Mm-hmm. right 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 i love those tips and you know i guess if you are one of those people who are not a big fan of text or not you just think that you're not good at it so you don't want to do it and you do want to actually ask for a phone call video as soon as possible i mean to julie's point like if you just like, ask right away with no context and it does it could feel aggressive right and off-putting mm-hmm. and so i really like what julie said which is just give them the context right just be honest about where you're like either i suck at this and that's kind of funny i you know <laughs> (laughs) endearing almost and then you can ask that that way it it, there's a reason like the people get like why you're asking and it doesn't feel as like oh my god this person is just like super forward Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: also, how many other people are they inviting? Right. Exactly. I mean, that's
0: yeah. what I always think of. Like, exactly. if they're willing to go on a date with me without knowing anything, especially yeah. in COVID how many times. other people? Yeah. Like, if they don't ask me anything about COVID and they want to meet up ASAP, I'm like, they're probably meeting up with a zillion other people. And I don't want to be part of that. Yeah, se.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And Julie, I also liked what you said about, like, when the text that you're doing on dating apps as soon as mm-hmm. you match, because that's kind of the beginning and you need to actually be able to There needs to be something interesting going on there in order for things to progress Mm -hmm. to phone text or whatever else. And, you know, I think using profile as a tool, you know, skip the small talk and have a conversation that is at least engaging is really a good point. One other thing that I like to add and often mention to CMB daters is if you ask something about profile, like, I don't know, I used to have a photo of me at a Grand Canyon and as one of my profile photo, and I know they were engaged, but they looked at my photo and they were asking about like, oh, wow, is that, where is that Grand Canyon? But like, I also got that question so many times because of course, a lot of people actually look at that and was asking about it. Kind of got tired of Mm -hmm. answering and it was like, I was on autopilot. So one thing that I I think is useful to kind of standing out and making the conversation more engaging so that people are not answering the same question over and over again, if you actually share whatever your personal experience first, like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, I, like uh, that. I went to the trip and because then it becomes a very unique conversation for the person who's receiving it. So that's, I think it's really important to remember. And the other thing is like, I always love the tip of like text, whether it's text or phone call or video, I think it's all, it's really creates intimacy very quickly. If you almost talk to them and treat them as a friend, um, yeah. I used to, mm-hmm. yeah, because I went on hundreds of dates <laughs> through conference with <laughs> myself. But it worked, Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. But Sometimes I would just be like, oh, my God, I had such a crazy day at work. Like, you know, and then I would just start there instead of having to ask you questions like, hey, what's your favorite trip? You know, and then and then we would just talk about work and then we would kind of backtrack to, hey, like, nice to meet you, whatever else. And it feels like a lot more natural and again, unique conversation that I probably didn't have with anyone else or that that person didn't have it with anyone else. I think it's kind of an important consideration for as a dating abuser, because you know, you're, you're you know, everybody's kind of matching with mm-hmm. not a gazillion people, but at least not just you. Yep.
0: I have a very unpopular opinion, but I'm going to share it and see what you think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it kind of like made me think of it because I agree with you. I think the best dates are when it feels like two friends are just meeting up and it feels yeah, mm-hmm. very natural and low pressure. I personally hate when people send these like really creative openers that I'm like, oh, I have no idea. Yet I know people are always encouraged to do that. And they're always like shamed for saying like, hey, how was your weekend? I personally don't mind the, hey, how was your weekend or like Mm -hmm. something that like feels just like a natural convo with someone. Mm -hmm. And I've actually sent that to people and they're like, thank you for just sending me a basic normal thing (laughs) I can reply to. (laughs) So I would love your thoughts because I feel like I'm in the minority for feeling that way. But I personally just can't bring myself to make these like super witty Conversation starters that either like land flat or people just don't reply to. Like I don't yeah. have the time. That one, do you have <laughs> any stats around that?
2: If these creative openers are very successful, I know that if you actually ask a question, mm. um, yes. then you're more likely to much more likely to get a response versus not a question like a statement. The creative part, I'm not really sure because that's also I guess could be subjective. But Julie, too I agree with you. I think you said this earlier. Like if you are pressured to actually say something really yeah. creative, then it's it's just stressful. That takes a really long time. And I'm just going to disengage now because it's too, too hard. And I don't think it, we have to approach dating apps that way. What I really always say is like, the most personal is the most interesting. I don't know if you guys saw Parasite,
0: Mm-hmm. Director of
2: Parasite actually said in, in his Oscar acceptance, um, Academy Award acceptance speech, and which I really loved. And I think it applies to dating so much. Like, how was your weekend is something that you want to ask? Ask that. But I think you could make it more personal by sharing yes. whatever it was going on in your weekend as part of that question, because then it's not generic. It became a very unique conversation starter all of a sudden.
1: You know, sometimes we lose sight of what dating is, what the purpose of dating, the purpose of dating is to find someone that you can have a life with. And in having a life with someone, you would never have these conversations where you have these creative openers every morning. Hey, babe, right. <laughs> the sky is blue. Do you, right. you know, like exactly. what? that would just never happen naturally. But I think if you, anytime you can insert your life into the conversation, so they feel they're a part of it, it gives a glimpse into what a partnership could look like. So mm-hmm. one of my tactics with texting is always, I start with an observation, that i made on my walk today. Like mm. yesterday i observed that my neighbor has a cat on a leash. So i open with that. I just noticed my neighbor has a cat on a leash. How crazy is that? How's your day? Then the other person feels like, oh i i feel like i'm almost part of her life cuz now love i'm that. A glimpse that. of that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it creates the sense of intimacy which is really important And that's, that's what kind of makes it fun, right? Like, Ooh, I just kind of feel close to this person. Mm -hmm. What more is there? Right. And it's so easy. Like you don't have to make up stuff. And I get why people give the advice of like, be creative and whatever, because you do want to stand out, but I don't think that means you have to say the wittiest thing. That's not even right. You just have to (laughs) share something personal. Yeah.
0: I've gotten them and I don't know what to say back. To <laughs> and I just don't end up replying. <laughs> so. so much pressure. <laughs> so much pressure. Exactly. But I do want to like double click on one thing you said is like the question. I think that is so important because and I love this a statement with a question to like take it up a notch. Mm-hmm. But I do 100% agree that when you don't ask questions, that's oh. when apps like messaging or text messaging completely dies. Like And that doesn't have to be the first thing, but like, if you're going back and forth with someone and you're asking them questions and they're just giving you sentence replies or like one word answers, like that to me, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. No
2: no more. Yeah. And like, for those of us who are doing like the one word answer without really realizing what the consequence is, like, this is the impact that it creates Mm -hmm. because you're not there to explain what's going on. Kind of all assume that your own dating app and talking to multiple people. And so if, if it's like a one word answer, then I think fair to kind of conclude, okay, so this person is not interested. Right. right.
0: And we've had like, cause we talk about this a lot in our uh, Facebook community from the podcast. And one of our, like I remember like a bunch of members were like, but I'm not the type that likes to ask questions. Like mm, I just like right. to, you know, respond, but it's like, okay, people don't know that and they're only seeing what you're, they're only like getting a vibe based on this conversation. And most people are going to interpret that as not interested. So while you can maintain that, that's totally up to you. Just know the impact it has and the perception it has with people. People sort
1: of feel like they need a different identity with dating than they do in real life with their friends. Mm -hmm. And you made such a good point, Dawoon, is if you treat the people you meet on dating apps as a friend, Think about it. Would you ever answer their text with a one word answer? No, because you care about them and you do want to ask a question back because you genuinely care about this person. So we can kind of marry the two identities of you and your friends and you dating. Then you would have just a much more like loving dating experience online because you genuinely care about the people you're talking to.
2: I right. love that. One last thing about texting that I wanted to ask is, and we covered a little bit, but I want to make it really clear because this is something that I get asked a lot. And I think a lot of us feel nervous about like potentially coming across weird mm-hmm. when we <laughs> want to make like progress, like too forward. I mean, it happens, right? Like Julie, you yep. mentioned, like if you ask right away, then then there, yeah. you, it might be off-putting. So when is the right time to ask the other person, like, okay, I want to now either do a phone call or a meet-up or whatever, like, when is the right time for me to bring that up?
0: So definitely after you've exchanged like at least three of those pieces, it doesn't have to be like three to a science, (laughs) but at least like something Mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, I know like a little basic about this person, probably like as much as you would know, like maybe like a layer deeper than like LinkedIn or Facebook or their profile, like you maybe Mm -hmm. know the backstory of why they moved somewhere or why they do their job, but not like crazy info. And then oftentimes, like the line that I will use to move it on is like, oh, this is a lot to text. Like, would you want to like talk about this further Mm. in person Mm. or nowadays on the phone or on video? Like there's it's kind of like, you know, like I have so much to tell you. I just don't have the time to text at all or like this Mm -hmm. is a lot. And it's an easy way to transition it. And usually like people are also looking if they're interested and they want the same things to progress it. They're also looking for a way to progress it. So they'll be open to your advance there.
1: Right, right, right. I have a very good guy friend who is an avid CMB user. and He always lets me look at his messages because he's like, UA, I just don't get it. We have these great conversations. And the minute I asked to meet up in person, the conversation dies. What's happening? Mm. So I start analyzing his messages, and I realize what you really need during this time, and this is very particular to this COVID time, is that you have to give people an out. So mm-hmm. what you, his messages have been the old ways of when you take things offline. It's like, hey, I really enjoy getting to know you. Next Tuesday, do you want to meet for coffee, right? That's very direct and it worked pre-COVID. Now you have to give people an out depending on how comfortable they are. So Mm. his messages can't be that direct anymore. It has to be something along the lines of, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I would love to progress this to another platform. We can do phone, we can do video, we can meet up in person. Let me know what you're comfortable with. And that gives the other person some options to say, I'm more comfortable moving to video. If you're just saying, let's take this offline meet up for coffee. I think a lot of people are a little put off by that where they don't know how to respond. So then they just end up not responding at all.
2: Right. That's a really important point. That survey that I mentioned about COVID and how people are dating, 80% of CMB daters actually said it's a deal breaker if it feels like the other person is not taking COVID seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if there was no conversation around like, okay, yeah. what, what are you, what precautions are you taking around COVID and whatever else? And you're like straight up asking to meet up with no out or no other context, you, you could be seen as somebody who's like, okay, is he taking COVID seriously or yeah. not? Right. So the mm-hmm. other person wouldn't know. And so I I think that's a really good point. If you want to talk about meeting up, then I think it's very important to address like, hey, how comfortable are you meeting up Mm -hmm. right now? Like, what what is your expectation as to quarantine and all that stuff? Because everybody kind of has a different view right now.
0: A hundred percent, like a hundred percent. I think like when someone just like throws it out without asking anything, it does. The alarm goes off that like they might be doing this with everyone and they aren't taking it that seriously. I mean, it's hard. It's a super hard time. And I think I do believe this is a good time to date and meet people. I'm not saying that, but I do think there are some challenges. I think with COVID, even just outside of dating, meeting up with anyone, it just makes everything a little harder. But I do think that like, while we're never going to know people's like safety a hundred percent, I personally like to at least ask and get a feel of their vibe and like how often Mm -hmm. they're going out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like even just like, basic like work life and lifestyle i'm not saying that there is like you know a right or wrong but that does tell you the amount of exposure that someone does have do they live with other people and again no no right or wrong but you can kind of do the calculation in your head like yeah, right. is this a calculated risk i'm willing to take or maybe if it doesn't feel that way you're like okay i'm going to do a distanced walk or park date and i'm going to yeah. leave my mask on versus right. like they're like, I haven't seen a soul in thirty days. You know, like it depends. On... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then yeah, that would yeah. raise other questions. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but like, really, I, I mentioned this step because this is a very important topic for most daters. So please feel confident about asking and talking about it to the um, so that you can gain comfort around what you want to do with this person.
0: <laughs> there was this meme. I'm gonna butcher it, but like when all like the Black Lives Matter protests were happening, it was like, okay, now we have to find someone that's like. For social justice, going to survive an apocalypse, like all this stuff. But at the end of the day, like this makes it actually a good time to see their values. Like if they're not mm-hmm. in line with you, if they're not open to talking about safety and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like mm-hmm. think about how that's going to impact your relationship beyond just the initial stages. Like I think mm-hmm. if anything, you're getting like a deeper glimpse into someone from day one, which I think is why we think that this is a good time to be meeting part people.
1: Mm -hmm. You Think about it. If this COVID protocol is so important to you and the person you're talking to is weirded out by that, you're not a good fit. Don't be afraid of weirding people out based on your safety precautions. That should not be a negotiable at all. The other person, if they're weirded out, see ya. That's just not the right person for you.
0: And I mean, I've talked to people about getting like COVID tests, like if we were to take things like more intimate and like, you know, like even- touching and kissing like on a first date. I know it's like kissing feels like that was so the norm before COVID, but it's (laughs) obviously like actually like more dangerous than sex right now, which is (laughs) kind of crazy. But I think it's like if someone they're super excited by you and they're willing to like put in the work and the steps Mm -hmm. like that's a really good sign that that person is equally as invested and wants to, you know, make sure that you're comfortable because Who wants to be on a date if you're feeling uncomfortable the whole time? Right.
2: It's already kind of nerve-wracking. And the good news is, again, going back to the survey, majority of CMDs actually say if my date actually asks me to get tested, I'm willing to get tested. So it's not an awkward thing to ask if that's what's actually going to make you comfortable. And, you know, I think, again, going back to like what you said about admitting your insecurities and whatever else, like I think if you feel nervous about mentioning that, you could say, hey, I feel a little bit... I don't know, nervous about, you know, asking this, but Mm. it's important to me. So I'm going to ask anyway, you know, just kind of share that. And and so then again, they, they kind of get where you're coming from. I think that makes it a little bit easier to ask. And also the other person has more context. So that's great.
0: Yeah. I think also like I've shared with people like, Hey, I am a very affectionate person when I, with a partner, I do really love kissing and like hand-holding and all that, but, like, realistically, I'm just not going to do that the first time we meet. So, like, if you feel like I'm, like, inching backwards, it has nothing to do with you. Like, it's just, like, the times. And I think that actually is what makes COVID dating a little hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, like, some of the the dates, I think it's a little better when things are back open in different Mm -hmm. cities because it can kind of resemble more of, like, an old-school real date, like, if you're at dinner or drinks. But I think the park dates and the walks, like I'm a little mixed on them personally from my mm. own experience. I just feel like it's I mean, you could argue with the right person. They could totally be great. And it depends, again, on your personality. Like if you were never a drinker to begin with, maybe this is like prime for you. You know, like this is <laughs> like best dates ever. But I think if you. There is a little bit of, like, this feeling that they are a little awkward, especially if you're, like, sitting far away from someone mm, on a blanket mm-hmm, or, like, mm-hmm. walking six feet apart or even three feet apart. It's, like, a little awkward. So I do think it's kind of, like, balancing the two, but it it's a good way to at least see if there's anything there, I think. Right. Like, if there is anything there, then maybe you can do a COVID test the next time. You could like yeah. be a little more like just normal date behavior. Yeah, and this yeah. is why
1: Julie wears a glove to every date now. Like Hold <laughs> hands without worry.
2: <laughs> whatever works, right? It's just like
0: <laughs> one blue glove; the other one is fine.
2: <laughs> Julie, actually, you make a really good point, which is, I guess, because you're taking precaution, right? The other person could take that as like. Oh, this person doesn't seem that interested in me, right? Because we're we're reading like every yep. whatever signal is being sent, like whether you intend it or not, like we're all just kind of read, trying to read. We don't really know each other that well and we're uh rarely do we actually articulate whatever we're actually concluding. And so it's kind of coming back to this like sharing more. Like if you share like, hey, it's nothing to do with you. I'm just being a little bit careful. I have the context then I'm going to be like, OK, mm-hmm. it's not me that she's trying to like, you know, tiptoe away from.
0: Right. We have a statement quarantined from fuckboys. That's been kind of our we actually sell merch <laughs> with that name. But one of the things that I've also learned and I like have this one situation where it was like a like turning a little sexual, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm like still kind of like feeling it out. But then I basically said like, hey, like the first date, I'm I'm not going to kiss you, even if I'm like crazy about you. And then he kind of like ghosted. And I'm like, maybe this was actually like a good way to just vet mm. out someone that wasn't yeah. really like up Definitely. for taking it slow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love that because it's like weeding out and also takes the pressure off because you don't have to think about it like Right. You know, be- kissing or not, but we fight on kiss and then what, what is the other person going to think and whatever else, like you don't have to worry about that and just get it out of the way, That like, you can just kind of focus on the actual date. Yeah, There is nothing sexier than someone
1: telling me that they want to kiss me, but we can't kiss yet.
2: Yeah, That is That's- so
1: sexy, right? Because <laughs> then I want to see them again. And, and that tension is there and we don't get that with modern dating pre-COVID because right. <laughs> you no. wouldn't say that you would just do it. No. So it's almost nice to have that delay. Right, I think the right. dark.
0: There is a dark side though. while we're on the topic of kissing, the dark <laughs> side that <laughs> I've noticed in a lot of people, friends of mine. And I don't know if community members have expressed this as much, but I've seen this like with friends and myself is that there is a cohort of people out there that are just like so cooped up, mm. you know, from being like celibate for basically like almost a year mm. that they are just kind of like out there trying to get some. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying everyone is that way, but I think there are certain people that like you need to understand intentions and maybe you're just realistically not going to know it. It's like people can always at any point of the relationship process or dating or courting, whatever, decide it's not a match. So it might not be that they were like using you for, you know, they're like quarantine buster. But I think like one of the things at least I've set as a rule for me is that I don't want to like get intimate with someone, even kissing If I only see them one time and one Mm -hmm. time to me also means one time in real life, I've noticed that some people also count the phone and video calls Mm -hmm. to me that does not still does not count. It's like a pre date. So they're like, yeah, we've met like five times. And I'm like, no, this is the first time we've Mm -hmm. met and I'm not there yet. And I think like I've made that conscious rule. And like, yes, agree. No, there's no no one stopping like if I did it on date two from them disappearing. But I think at least I would know that, like, okay, we both kind of gave this a shot mm-hmm. versus like I was only here for one thing.
2: Right. And I love that you actually have like a philosophy, your personal uh philosophy that you set for yourself and is kind of sticking to it versus kind of going with whatever dating rules mm. uh quote unquote are out there. And um I think that's a really good practice that a lot of us can engage in. Like just think about okay, what is the like the basic dating principles that I want to stick with? Mm-hmm. You can change it anytime that mm-hmm. whatever works right. for you. But I, I love that you have that. Um, so going back to this the texting phone call and video call, which is like a very important element of dating right now. For those of us who so I'm texting, I really want to progress to maybe phone call or video call, I've never done it. And I'm like really afraid that it's going to be weird. Like, what if I don't have anything to say, it's going to be like awkward silence or something like any tips for those of us who are kind of wanting to engage in phone call, video call, but like are feeling nervous about it.
1: Yeah. It's first just know that it's going to be weird. (laughs) Nobody gets on a video date and they're like, this is natural.
2: (laughs) I love love that.
1: First, acknowledge that you're going to feel weird. But second, also acknowledge some of the positives. I think it's always good to focus on what are some of the Uh, the things that you can do over a video date that you can't do in real life. First of all, I don't have to wear pants. So that's like a positive (laughs) for me. I can be super comfortable from the waist Mm -hmm. down. I can be at home feeling safe and cozy and warm. I can take a shot of tequila before like two (laughs) seconds before I get on the call. It's awesome. (laughs) I'll never be late for a video date. I'm, I'm a professional <laughs> and I'm now I don't, I can't really have an excuse to be late for a video date. And then some of the other ways I think people can just practice for me, I'm on zoom calls day in, day out. So I feel like I'm accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. If it's not your day to day, maybe you want to practice with friends, just get on video calls with them, get your camera angles, right? Get your lighting, right. And get your background, right. And then when you feel like, Oh, okay. now this feels more natural in my body than you can get on these calls. But first and foremost, just acknowledge you're going to feel weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Like, I I agree with that. And I think like I have a lot to say about video dates because I first started off being like, I do not want to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not going to represent me well. And I think that over time, it's obviously between doing video dates, but also phone calls and the podcast and everything else with video. I mean, video is our life now. I've just gotten way more comfortable with video. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is just practice. So I love UA's tips about just finding other ways to practice, even if it's not dates. The one thing I will say, though, is I personally have found that like doing the call over FaceTime or WhatsApp is a lot better than Zoom because Mm. there's something about setting up a meeting to do a date that feels very formal and work and I just don't like it. And I've like Mm -hmm. from now on like refuse to do them that way or even within apps, like you can just do video a lot of time. So I think finding a way that doesn't feel so formal is important. The other thing, too, I was very worried about was like, I feel like I represent better in real life than in video. And I was afraid like that, like, oh, I don't want this to be someone's like first impression of me Mm -hmm. or whatever. First of all, you just need to get over that. I think that's one thing Mm -hmm. like the right person will still find you endearing on video. But I've also learned that people don't always look the same as they do in video anyways. And that could be Mm -hmm. for the better or for the I've actually had dates where I'm like, wow, this guy was so hot on video. And like in real life, they were fine. They weren't not attractive, but they were not nearly as good looking as they came off on video. And I personally did not know that was possible. Like I thought if anything, (laughs) you would look worse in video and better in real life. So just I guess like it's like a good way to like get a, a basic vibe check but not hold too much weight to it. And I think like, as long as you're like moderately attracted to the person and hopefully they'll feel the same back to you, I think it's worth doing a date in real life. But it also, and moderately attracted, but also you can carry a good conversation. That's the most important part. But mm. I think, um, it, I mean, I after COVID, I'm going to do video dates. Like if I'm not dating someone when COVID's over, like I'm definitely going to keep doing video dates because mm. I feel like, or at least phone calls, like at a minimum, like there's something about this like pre-date thing that really Mm -hmm. does help. And it it eliminates, like I've gotten on video calls or phone calls with people and it's like the weirdest, like the, what's your five-year plan? Like, I don't want to do that in person. You know, like (laughs) if that's the conversation, (laughs) right. I'm like, I just saved myself so much time by doing like a 30 minute call with someone.
2: Right, right. Yeah, it definitely is so convenient, and you can do it. It's a lot easier, less investment, and um, maybe, it, of course, not as not as like revealing as meeting in person, but a lot more than texting mm-hmm. or actually just kind of looking at somebody's a profile. So you you do have a much better sense of who they are, um, and then you can kind of decide if they want to if you want to meet or not.
0: I also like the phone call then video date built for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. One, it's way less pressure. Like you don't have to get ready for it. You don't have to get that the nerves of like someone seeing you awkward on video and you can just have that conversation that's more free flowing yeah. So I think that's number one. I feel like 2021 and 2020 were like the year that the phone like resurrected. And <laughs> totally. <laughs> What's a phone? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> coming up to your but, year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's great, too, because then you build rapport. So when you're on the video, you're less nervous because you've right. already talked to this person. So it's like and it also gives you another step so you could like kind of delay meeting up a little, especially if For COVID, like you want to make sure this is someone that's worth meeting up, but you also like to bring a full circle from the very start. You don't want to be that person that keeps things virtual forever, right? So it still feels like progression, even though it's and not like I'm just going to keep you in this like endless virtual loop.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. we do have some tips that we've learned along the way Mm -hmm. for video and for phone chat. Please, please do share. It might be it might be beneficial to share them because we've learned also just from our members and listeners. One is I think why FaceTime and WhatsApp are good for video chat is because you don't see yourself on screen as prominently Mm. as you do on Zoom. So if you do Zoom dates, hide yourself view because when you see yourself on camera, you tend to fixate on yourself versus the person you're talking to. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is take your calls and take your video calls standing up. You sound like you have more energy. You Mm -hmm. sound more alive. You don't sound like you just had a long day at work. And you're also, a lot of people we found can be on the phone for like eight hours if you're sitting or lying down. And then these conversations are misleading because you feel like, oh my God, we talked on the phone for four hours. No, it just means you sat there for four hours. You didn't want to get up. So if you're standing, you're more apt to like get tired, to fatigue earlier. And then you are able to get off the call. So you don't have these perpetual long phone calls. Mm -hmm. And then the third tip is dress up for your date, like get, treat each date like an actual date. Even if you're dressed up throughout the day for your work calls, change into a different outfit. So it feels like a different environment. It
2: feels like a different conversation. So you can draw that line between work and play. Yeah. I really like that because I do think that your mindset going into the date, your attitude does really impact how the date turns out, regardless of who your date is, like your mindset really impacts um, and can create like a really awesome date and really like bad date. And so if you are, uh, you know, you know, work mode, um, I think that's probably why the WhatsApp and the FaceTime, like the, mm-hmm. more, the, the casual aspect of it, like brings out more casual part of you versus, okay, I, I'm on a Zoom call all day at 6 p.m. Yes. I, I I got yeah. another, another Zoom call with the date. Like you, right. I'm still kind <laughs> so of in awkward, work mode, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I think, that. yeah, whatever you can do to kind of change your mindset, taking a break between work, doing WhatsApp call or FaceTime, uh, whatever it is, not Zoom or whatever you, the mode of video conference you use for work, getting changed so that you're actually in a date mode. I think that's having a class of wine. You know, yeah. Uh, wine writing,
0: always
2: yeah and then I really do like the person in the creating intimacy and the person like making things personal conversation that we talked about earlier in the text really applies here as well one of the things I really actually like about FaceTime and the video call is that you actually get to see the environment the the Mm -hmm. most intimate environment of of that person. And, you know, one time we were actually hosting this thing called Coffee Talk, which was a, not a one-on-one speed date, it was like a virtual uh, meetup space for, you know, hundreds of like CMB daters to come and actually like talk about their experience and we would do a breakout room and whatnot. And, we did give people a chance to exchange phone numbers if they, if there was somebody they were interested in and a lot of conversation um, kind of went like, "Oh, the poster that you have on the back, like I actually have it too. Yeah. We're like, yeah. you have a really interesting lock." These are not conversations you would have on a, you would get asked like all the time on, on a dating app. Right. It's a very unique right. conversations because it's based on like the, you, your unique environment. And so that created like an instant intimacy versus like, hi, how are you? What do you do for a living? And, you know, that kind of thing. And so use whatever you can to make the conversation personal. You can always go back to, you know, more formal questions a little bit after you've had this intimacy built. I love that because Julie, here's a question
1: for you. Can you gauge or estimate how many, what percentage of the first dates you've been on in real life where you've seen the inside of their homes? <laughs>
0: Hopefully, man, man, because right? I would never go to their <laughs> home on the first date.
1: <laughs> right. And this is That's just like, like a totally new, new way of dating. Yeah. And we're just yeah. seeing visually seeing another level of this person. Right, yep. right, right. Especially wow. as
0: dating straight men, you want to make sure it's not like a total bachelor party. So that's a really good way to check <laughs> unless it unless out. Unless they may use the virtual background. <laughs> that's true. I'm like, wow, your place is sick. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. All
2: right, ladies. Time flew by. Yeah. The, those were some great tips. I think I'm confident that our daters learned a lot about how to actually take meetings and dating apps to real life uh, a, lot, a lot more confidently and easily. So, thank you so much for the conversation. I final question. I ask every save the day guest, what is the best dating advice you've ever received? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, do you want to start? Oh
0: my God. I'm like, how do, where do I even start? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just being authentic and ditching the games. Like I know for Mm -hmm. years, like I was that person that was like, I'm not going to text first or I'm going to wait two hours after they text me. So I like feel like I'm really busy and doing all this stuff. And it wasn't until I ditched those games that I started to have meaningful long term relationships. Mm -hmm. So I think if there's any parting thing I would do is just it's really difficult, especially as women, we've been programmed for so long by books like The Rules or Why Men Marry Bitches, like all these terrible books <laughs> that were out there. And, you know, it's really hard to unprogram like some mm. of the stuff that we're taught that like men don't like women that like make the first move or right. text them first or text back quick. But from when I've talked to every like male, like friend of mine or, you know, people in our community, like it's just not the case. Like it's something that we've been like brainwashed to say, like if it re- if someone really likes you, they're not going to be upset that you text them. Like yeah. if they're not going to mm-hmm. like if, they, if you text them, they don't text you back. It wasn't like you sitting waiting for them on by your phone wasn't going to make them magically text you. Right. I personally would rather just know that like they weren't interested and it wasn't a fit. Yes, it's a bruise to your ego, but like you can just move on instead of like getting in this perpetual like waiting game. Yeah. So yeah, ditch the games.
2: <laughs> I love that tip. And that's why I love that the fact that you have your own personal dating rule, not some weird, you know, those like, oh yeah, don't do this, don't do that. Like right. all these very misleading dating rules that I also grew up with. Yes. So make up your own rule. I, I love that. You eight. Uh, Mine's very
1: similar. It's dating is not about winning. It's about finding someone who brings out the best in you. Mm -hmm. So I, I think a lot of times when it comes to online dating, especially we're looking at how many people am I matching with? How many people are messaging me back? And that's not really the point of dating. The point of dating is sometimes you could have two awesome people who bring out the worst in each other. They're not compatible. So if you're chatting with someone and they're making you feel anxious because they're not texting back, they're not messaging back, that's not bringing out the best in you. And that's not someone you should be with. You should not try to win that person over. So I think it leaves a lot of anxiety and stress and emotional trauma when you can just shift your mindset and say, you know what, I'm not trying to win or lose or whatever. It's not about that. Just trying to find someone who brings out the best
2: in me. I love that like so everyone like whenever there's uh, somebody that you're kind of like trying to get or I don't know you're struggling with I think that's such a great question to ask like is this person bringing the best side of me like if not yeah you're right this isn't really about winning somebody over or making everyone like me. I'm committed to finding a partner. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, what's really important is what side of me is this person bringing up. Yeah, I love right. that. Thank you so much, ladies. This was really fun. And I learned a lot myself. Uh, thank, thank you so much. You. For, thank yeah, you. This is great. Yeah. Thank you
1: for being a facilitator of love.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, my pleasure. It's It's what gives me joy. Save the Date is produced by Coffee Meets Bagel, a dating app on a mission to give everyone a chance at love, not only by making great matches, but also by empowering daters with healthy dating habits so they can date confidently. Each episode of Save the Date features conversation with dating experts to explore what it takes to go on better dates and ultimately find a great relationship. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a guest recommendation for the show or burning questions you like answered, we would love to hear from you at podcast at coffee And of course, if you're enjoying the show, please leave a positive review and share the show with your friends. We would greatly appreciate it. We'll be back in two weeks with another insightful conversation with a dating expert. Until then, take care and happy dating.
1: Number two, stay dateable.